The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. people it's wake up in the den kule agbayani alan mia happy wednesday we're midweek through the week and i feel like we've already just done so much here um gonna i feel like i'm gonna start the show with a little bit of storytelling in just a little bit um because it's just going crazy um yeah hope everyone's having a good day or you're fired up this morning like i know alan is <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm okay today <laughs> I'm not ang- angry, Alan. I didn't say angry. I said fired up. You can take ah. that. You can take that however you must. You, you can take fired up as you're just excited to start the day. There's nothing exciting or, about having to go to FCC training after this. Oh, that's exciting. It'll make sure that you know exactly what you're doing or it solidifies that, yes, you've known what you've been doing this whole time and it's just a refresher. <laughs> Glass half full, Alan. Rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> Rainbows and sunshines. There we go. Only because I'm I'm trying to get myself fired up because this is the start of another very very long day. But I couldn't have asked for anything more because well, not only do we have the show, but yes, coming up after this show. No, it's not necessarily. I mean, well, Alan's FCC training is coming up after the show, but you guys aren't a part of that. <laughs> coming up after this show on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We have Sharks Weekly returning uh, on site this time. We did have a show last week, Wednesday at 9, but it'll be back on site at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena at HPU's Aloha Tower Marketplace Campus and with the new host, Jeff Rich. And today, they will feature acrobatics and tumbling. So that's a pretty cool program, but it'll be the student-athletes only. So they apparently, yeah. So it'll just be the student athletes because there's, you know, we couldn't catch, we still can't catch a break with the scheduling of Sharks Weekly because I guess the HPU coaches have their monthly coaches meeting. Something. That's right. I yeah. I, I remembered why we never did like any other day but Monday, but I and I, I think it was Monday was really the only day. Well, Friday was the original. I mean, original. Fridays and Mondays were like the only real days they had available. <laughs> Because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, they almost had meetings. Like well, right not off only the meetings, but then their game, like games, are usually yeah. like you know Tuesday, Thursdays, or whatnot. But yeah, so it's it'll be acrobatics and tumbling, which is still a very cool sport. And also, speaking of HPU, I, I brought this up the other day, but I wanted to now that I'm actually getting, I feel like I'm getting even more high praises, and people are sending me photos. Um, on Sunday, HPU brought back their National Girls and Women in Sports Day event. So the the coaches and the student athletes of the women's programs at HPU hosted this free event for girls pre-K all the way up through eighth grade. And it's eighth grade because of the whole NCAA stuff, in case anyone's wondering, like, how come they didn't get to like high school age? Well, um, ask the NCAA. <laughs> so, but still, it was awesome. Nonetheless, they got, they got a lunch. They got a shirt that said, play like a girl. What, what? It's awesome. And... I've heard rave reviews from multiple people and actually even some of the I saw Coach Brad Davidson, one of his uh, he is the assistant coach at the, for the University of Hawaii men's basketball team. He took his um, daughter to go to HPU to partake in this event. And also one of the other football coaches, a wife, like shared with me how awesome it was and how 
like amazing the student athletes were and such a great job they did coordinating all the activities and her daughter had a lot of fun and then one of our regular listeners also he just messaged me um photos yesterday like just wanted to thank the Hawaii Pacific University for putting on that event as he took his daughter and they had a blast as well. So, you know, round of applause for HPU and putting on that National Girls and Women in Sports Day free event that they brought back. Obviously, it was gone for a couple of years because of COVID, but brought it back and everyone had a wonderful, wonderful time. So mahalo from everyone. And I feel like I'll get continue to get more positive notes and updates on people that took their their daughter to the event so yeah but a good thing we weren't out there but it was it was nice so I just had to give them another shout out I made no and we promoted it on this show because you had to pre-register even though it was free because it was only open to like the first 250 participants but yeah so I wanted to just give them a shout out I love these events Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they're so good. Not only the growth of the sport itself, but just growth in and empowering women to know that they can be anything they want to be. They can do what they want to do, and, and they get the they they can play sports just as good as the men and and play well. So uh, I love these events that just really gives them you know that avenue to empower the female athlete or just you know females in general. So and just and mentorship, really. yeah, and have. You know, girls try all of these different sports that they maybe wouldn't have tried because that's the cool thing. So basically, for this particular event, you have all the the sports that HPU has for the female side and such as acrobatics and tumbling, which, again, is coming up on Sharks Weekly featuring the student athletes right after this show and volleyball. You have basketball. So they have like these different drills, tennis, and then it's. It's basically like going through stations, so they get to try all the different activities. Maybe they play sports now, maybe they don't, because again, it's open to pre-K through eighth grade, so everyone gets to try something that they never tried. I didn't start playing sports until I was a little older. I didn't start playing soccer until I was fifth grade or something. I was really late, yeah. So volleyball, I believe, was my first sport. Was it volleyball? Volleyball and gymnastics. (laughs) <laughs> can't imagine you playing volleyball. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> you know what's crazy is like I'm surprised I didn't gravitate towards volleyball because a lot of my aunties played volleyball that, and then my cousins did on like on both sides of my family. I, there are volleyball players, and I don't know. I didn't I didn't fall in love with it as as I did with soccer. I like to joke mm. is because in soccer you could like you know a little more aggressive and you could hit people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it, it's just I don't know what it was there was something about soccer that I fell in love with but um and then gymnastics I really love gymnastics except I was horrified with doing a backflip and you kind of have to do that <laughs> I just could not but I could front flip like I could I had a trampoline at home and I could front flip like nothing it was so easy and I still like I could probably still front flip to this day I, I tried it on a, a friend's trampoline like maybe a year ago and it was like easy peasy but for some reason and everyone says the backflip is supposed to be easier because it's not a blind landing but I don't know front flip just came easier for me and but gymnastics I realized um I was too tall (laughs) because I would watch the Olympics like anyone else like the 96 Olympics of course like Carrie Shrug and then you realize oh these gymnasts are like five feet or whatever and I think at the time I was already like five three and growing so 
I think they talked about this one Russian gymnast, Fetlana Korkina, who was like 5'5", five five, and all they would talk about on the broadcast was how tall she was. And it was so odd for a gymnast to be that tall. Like, okay, maybe I'm going to be too tall to do this sport. Maybe it's not maybe I should, me. Maybe it's not, I should go on to do another sport. But, but yeah. Anyways, I digress. And that wasn't even the story I was going to tell. I just kind of went off on a tangent there. So, yes, stick around for Sharks Weekly featuring Hawaii Pacific University acrobatics and tumbling uh, with the student athletes and Jeff Rich. So you get to learn about the program and their experiences at HPU and the sport, which is actually relatively new. And the only school here that offers that is HPU. Also coming up later, that's why I'm already fired up, trying to get energized and start the day. Tonight, we will have the OIA Girls Basketball Championships. Kyle and I will be on deck to bring you the action beginning at 5.30 p.m. this afternoon, starting with the Division II championship game between Castle and Pearl City. And to follow that at 7.30-ish will be Moana Lua versus Campbell for the Division I title and yeah, we're going to be out there. Also, our Paul Brecht, Chaz Antai is going to be over here. Alan, it has a very, very busy day, so he gets the, the day off. <sighs> not going to be in the mood to help anybody <laughs> after FCC training. It's not that bad. You don't have to sit through it. <laughs> if you did, you'd be like, why? It's part of your job, Alan. No, I get it's it. part of your job. Actually, I don't mind them. You do learn a lot, and it's good, like you said, to refresh, but it's just like, uh <laughs> okay, so this is my story. Oh, this no. is when I know. It reminds me of when I used to work like doubles like every other day or every day in the restaurant business. And had, did you ever have like, because you worked in restaurant, did you ever have those um, those like serving nightmares? Every, every server I feel like has it. Like, especially when they first start up, e- either like you can't catch up to receipts or you're just like buried like obviously it gets busy regardless but like for some reason in your dream like everything goes wrong and then you're just like stressing out like night sweats kind like stressing out in your sleep because you're like trying to take all these tables orders and someone calls in sick and I feel like everyone has a server nightmare if you've been in the restaurant industry I don't have server nightmares because I was never a server but I was training but right before I left I was training to be so like I had like reality nightmares like like they just they weren't nightmares because they were happening in real life. <laughs> All of a sudden I forget how to remember one thing, and like you know what I mean. I can't for the life of me remember what a table ordered, even though it was one little thing. <laughs> it's what happened in reality. That's what I said. Oh, maybe I'm not cut out to be yeah, a server. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I had something simple because like as I mentioned yesterday, where it's like we're ramping up back up again because we'll have tons of play-by-play as we did you know the doubleheader OIA Monday today next week we'll have soccer the following week we will have HPU again as softball and baseball season is starting up for soccer I mean soccer for baseball and softball and and then I just look at our calendar and we still have all that other stuff for OIA baseball softball boys volleyball all kinds of stuff coming up and like so like trying to plot out our schedule and then also you know show prepping for this show i <laughs> i had like a i don't even know if people have this maybe because i'm just like well there's so much to do remember the other day when i was doing the show and then you had to take a call and <laughs> so it tied with that and then i had to like play the the clip the, the clip and so it was almost like that but for some reason i started the show like that 
And of course, things in your dream do not make sense because I could have very well easily started from where you sit and my life would have been easier in the dream. But for some reason, I don't know, your dream likes to do that to you. So I'm from this seat and I'm try- I am kept like playing multiple clips and I was like running over and click the button and come over here. And then, and actually, I think I was seated a lot further away and I'm like running down, trying to press and like, oh, we got a commercial break. And I'm like running down the hallway. When you pushing- could have just, just sat in this seat. And then, and then it like jumped to like I was doing a broadcast with like the awesome Kanoa Leahy, and then I was like messing everything up, and he was getting mad at me. <laughs> and and to well, be you're honest, really, you're really out there in the public <laughs> manifesting some things. And to and to be fair, Kanoa would never be mean. He's very very nice. Him and and Felipe, who we saw on Monday, we'll see later. But <laughs> I was just little- like. <laughs> No, I've I've had those moments. I'm just you, like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm doing so bad. It's like I couldn't remember. I think like my stat sheet blew away at the live broadcast. Like everything was going wrong. I got a player's name, like or the number was like not matching. And then he's like, "How come this is exactly what I got you? Why did you?" <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know what you're going through. I, I have those moments too. Your and dreams play tricks on you. It's it's yeah. one. You're you're just your mind is overloaded with the things you got coming up and two. Yeah. You know, when you sleep for some reason, sleep is supposed to be peaceful. But for some reason, that's when, like, every worst case scenario thought comes into play all at once. And then it forms into being a dream or a nightmare. And, um, no, I've, I've been there before. But little, you brought up Kanoa, just a little funny story. We were at the Polynesian Bowl last Friday. Yeah. He's doing play-by-play, of course. We're at uh, uh, Kamehameha Schools. And, and just a beautiful, beautiful press box, except for there's no dividers, right? There's no separation. So Kanoa's all the way in the far left, and I'm doing the PA and MCing for for the Polynesian Bowl, and uh, I'm I'm trying my best because Kanoa, Kanoa and I are, are, are close, and so, and so I was trying my best every time he would like you know say something, I'd look over at him, give him like a big thumbs up and like the okay sign, and like a big smile, like yeah, you're doing great, and I'm trying to see if I could get him to kind of like break his concentration and laugh, and like a true professional, I think there was one time he almost started laughing. But he kept it in, and uh, but that's what I do to him. I, I try to always yeah. make him just like chuckle or, or lose his concentration just for a second. Uh, <laughs> but I think all broadcasters, when they come into contact with each other, when one is on the air or another, which you know, just as little jokes, and we just try to do like see if we can just get you to break that concentration for a second. I don't think anyone could ever do that to Kanoa though. That he dude is like good, such man. a pro. He's I mean, such a pro, and I'm like, and that's why I was like, oh, and I think too because I was just hanging out with him the other day on Sunday, so like, I, and then I was talking about like, oh. I'm gonna like I always this will never happen but I always just like throw him a joke I was like yeah I'm gonna be in the the seat next to you one day and I think that's where I yeah started manifesting it and then I was like or I'm gonna take your job which will never happen by the way that if anyone knows me I like to be sarcastic all the time so that's what happened and it manifested in my dream but then it was like a reality check in my dream where I sat was trying to do a broadcast with the great Kanoli, who's a true Your professional. Mind and I'm like, with the reality check, like thing, every single thing that could go wrong in broadcast land when you're calling a game was going wrong for me. First, I like my morning show was flubbed. I don't know where Alan was. And what? <laughs> why? Why he say it like that? Like I don't know where Alan was. Like, I don't know where Alan was. Like, like, Alan was he slacking. Left me, he, he left, left me, me to drown, like in my dream, and it's just like. <laughs> But again, it was weird because I'm like, why am I not sitting in that seat where, I don't know. But anyways, okay, I digress. Sorry, beautiful people. Thank you for bearing with us during our story time just to open that show. I just thought I'd share because this is the kind of stuff, as you guys know, we like to be very um, 
transparent and open with a lot of the craziness that goes on in this radio land. I don't like to um, really, well, we sugarcoat stuff only because of FCC regulations, but that's about it. Other than that, we let you in. And don't worry, I'm getting caught up to date on all those regulations. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only time. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Just getting a little insight into everything because just we try not to live in the our radio world that we portray uh, to everybody. I don't want it to be like social media where, oh, yeah, it's all it, – I mean, in my mind, it's sunshine and rainbows. But, you know, the actual job itself – not so stressful. much. Just, yeah, it gets a little stressful, but it's fun. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back and change it back to Sports Talk Little NFL on Wake Up in the Den. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule, Agbayani, Alan, Mia. Again, getting fired up this morning. Long way. <laughs> Alan, just a little bobblehead jamming out to the music over there. Oh, no, I was just thinking, I was, we, were, we were talking off air about like, you know, these kinds of dreams because that's what we went and just last thing on it was like, I just, does anybody out there know? I wasn't going to do it, but I want to ask, does anyone out there know what it means to keep having this reoccurring dream where everything I do is in slow motion? Like, I'm literally in slow motion, no matter what the situation is. I want to know what that means. Any dream know. readers out there? Or am I just and there's always meanings. Like, all those common dreams always have meanings. Like, like yeah, it's like reoccurring. If like, it if freaks me out. something slow, or if you're flying, or swimming, or... They're like those common dreams that usually mean something. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that'll just, I mean, it's all about delivery, Alan. We're in radio. So if someone will tell you something exactly how they delivered, you're going to believe it. Touche. <laughs> well, uh, point taken. Touche. <laughs> someone will be like, yes, I will read your dream if you give me $100. <laughs> like how? <laughs> that was a one-time thing. Oh, one-time thing. $100. <laughs> okay, I sorry. I guess. I go. Continue. Okay. Anyways, all right. So we're talking about NFL. I've got to get back on track with sports because this is a sports show. Actually, well, it's a sports slash Hawaii kind thing slash. Sometimes we go off in a tangent kind of shows, but eh, that's just what we like to do here. We like to have it. Radio is supposed to be fun. So Keep you on your toes. Yeah, you know? we like to have a little fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously here. Uh, so looking at the NFL, the Associated Press came out with their finalists for all of their awards. So for the NFL MVP, which there's a lot of speculation, we have Josh Allen, meh, Joe Burrow, <laughs> Yay! Jalen Hurts. Yay! Justin Jefferson, receiver for the Vikings, in case people don't hear his name a lot because they're not in the playoffs because they were the fake team. Uh, Wow. They lost in the opening round, so yeah, even though they had a really good record. Uh, And, of course, Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. But once again, well, at least it's good to see, like, a different position besides a quarterback on here. But still. Eh, kind of put a little – I mean – Although yesterday I did, t- or the other day I did talk about like non-participation trophies, but you know, I mean, look at the Cowboys. Come on, 
you're telling me Micah Parsons isn't like one of the most valuable player on that team right now. <laughs> like their defense like can actually compete and hold back the 49ers because it's someone like him or him because their quarterback is no, no bueno. So I'm just saying. Anyways, that's my rant. So they are there for the NFL MVP. My vote is for Joe Burrow, of course. We're trying for yeah, it for everything. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Joe Burrow bandwagon. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finally gonna get on on board with this one. Um, I, I watch him, and I, at first, I didn't like his swag, what, what, the swagger, his moxie, and, and the Joe Cool moniker. I, I didn't really care for it, but the more I watch him, I'm kind of like, own it. Yeah. yeah, I liked him ever since he won uh, the national championship with LSU. Like he just, and then it's funny because they every quarterback that won after him, like they try to, I don't know what it was about when Joe Burrow did it because that was fairly recently, and other quarterbacks have won, but just like something about him, like it just matched. And then now even like the quarterbacks that do it after that they show, it just looks kind of fake. Like they're all trying to look as cool as Joe Burrow, and they can't. Yeah, I, I think you know what that that's a great point because I I think like when it comes to Joe Burrow, I think it was fake at first. Like I, that's what I initially thought, mm. and then the more I kind of watch him and I see him how he acts, his demeanor, just in 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 everyday stuff, I'm kind of like, it's kind of him. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. That's kind of that, that's really kind of his personality. And, and to like, be fair, I get it. That type of personality, even if it is genuine, I know it could probably still rub people the wrong way, then they won't like it. But yeah, like to me, the fact that I feel like that's him and it's just he just oozes the swagger. I'm like, yeah, it's like Shaq. When I see Shaq, I'm like, that's 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 Shaq. Like that's his swagger. Yeah, that's Shaq. But then I see like Russell Wilson, uh, not Russell oh, Wilson. Well, yeah, actually Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson <laughs> that's a I'm, good I'm, example. I'm kind of kind of like, I just I just don't know if that's really you. Yeah, uh, I was thinking uh, Russell Westbrook too because I I just mm. think he I think he dresses the way he dresses for attention. Um, I know he is into fashion, but but. But like you, you try to like put his persona of how he plays on the court, his persona like when he's in the with the media, and then like how he enters the arena and stuff. I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what it's like a lot of the NBA players. It's though. like a show. They like, it's like to do like yeah, these weird it's outfits. Like, it's like you're putting, you're, 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 you're trying to like seek attention. Which, but, but, by the way, we should have we should have made that a thing, Alan. Like you talking about the NBA players and the style reminds me of this meme I saw the other day about like whatever happened to the the frameless glasses style that they were all rocking. Like no, for not the lens, the lens, the, yeah, the lensless, lensless glasses. Yeah. I was like, we should have been, we Russell, been like, uh, Westbrook I, was a- as. As a, as one of the the community of four eyes, I take offense to you. Oh <laughs> no, I used to all the time. I'm like, I'm like, you, you know why? Okay, it's like it's like skinny jeans. <laughs> What? Right. like skinny jeans? Okay, it's like skinny jeans, right? Because and back in the day, people would make fun of people wearing skinny jeans, right? And now you look at it, those people that used to make fun of the guys wearing skinny jeans are the oh. ones wearing skinny jeans now, right? And so back in the day, uh. used to make fun of, like people would make fun of me, me or anybody that had to wear glasses as a, at, at a young age growing up. Now you look at it; those guys that were making fun of those that have to wear glasses on a daily basis just to, to just to see are now wearing lensless glasses or at least prescriptionless glasses, uh, so they can look cool because it's fashionable now to have glasses to accessorize. It's it's like that to me. Yeah. I'm like, and then it's like, don't get me started on NASCAR jackets too. That's a different story. <laughs> No, it was funny because people that would make fun of NASCAR are the ones that wear the jackets and the sponsorship logo, like, 
apparel for 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 NASCAR. Oh yeah, Hawaii. So it's like well, not here, but on the mainland. Oh, okay. And and it's and and I'm just thinking like. Y'all wear it for fashion, right? But you don't really understand the sport or, or like take the time to appreciate the culture that it, within it, and and so it, it, yeah, it just yeah. drives me nuts. But, uh, it's fashion, so I don't really care. But it's the, the glasses thing gets to me. The because, glasses and skinny because jeans. Because I'm thing. like, we don't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. We're, we have. We have. Actually, I do. We, we do. Have, we could wear contact. No, but you know what I mean. Like they're wearing it. Their eyes are probably perfect, and they're just like. But because you're right, it wasn't cool at one point to wear glasses, yeah. and now it is. I like to wear it so it I don't have to put on makeup. Touche. <laughs> I, uh, it kind of like it, this is kind of like the it makeup. Hides. Yeah. I don't like big glasses though. Hmm. Like you know the ones that cover your whole face that they like a lot of the kids are wearing today. I don't like those. Like hmm. just. I think if if you need it, you can accessorize however you want. You can get whatever you want. That's true too. That's a good point. It's more of the like I said, the NBA players and trying to rock the style and chances are a lot of them don't need it or it's just yeah. Like don't geez. anyways. But anyways. going yeah, but getting back, but Joe Joe Cool or uh, Joe Burroughs, like I'm I'm on his bandwagon right now. Like I I've, I've 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 boarded the train and I'm like, "Tally ho, let's go." Good. Keep it going. Also, this is weird though. He's not on the offensive player of the year finalists. That is Jalen Hurts. Justin Jefferson and Patrick Mahomes. Once again, I have prob- like- I have I have problems when you're on an MVP list and you're offensive player, but you're not on an offensive player of the year list. Doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Well, I just don't like. It's like being. It's like it's like not being the Big West Player of the Year, but then being the National Player of the Year. Like, dude, you're not even the Player of the Year in your own conference. <laughs> oh God, here we go. Here we go. Here we'll go. get into that. <laughs> defensive player of the year here we go with the defensive guys Nick Bosa for the 49ers Chris Jones with the Chiefs and our guy Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys he better win I don't um, know I like I'm a big like, Micah Parsons fan I know but when the Bosas are in it I know it's hard not to give it to the Bosas yeah, like, was it the last no it was it was Micah Parsons that like totally one-armed one of the 49ers guys like and just like knocked him to the ground like it was nothing in this past game and you're like Ooh. Oh no, Micah, Pers- Micah Parsons should win it, deserves to win it. I want to win it. There's just something though when the Bosas are involved. I-, I just feel like they they get the notch because they're the Bosa. It's it's a Bosa, you know what I mean? And, and they're so darn dominant. <laughs> All right, comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley with the Giants. I think a Winner. lot of that goes to the coach and just the offense that they ran this year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers. Nah. I think he did. He's he stood out more one because he got the ball more because Debo Samuel was out and he again, stayed on the field the, for once. Just the coach, yeah, stayed on the field, didn't get or yeah, maybe he didn't get injured in his mind because he was on a better team. So he's like, I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play through oh, every. In- you know what I mean? Like I'm not take. sacrificing my body because as running That's back a- position, you take a lot of beating. So when he was at Carolina, it's like no, it's okay. So now he's at the 49ers, like. I'm going to help this team win, and that's what they're doing right now. So, um, but I still, I'm with you with Saquon and the third one, which, hey, this is a, I'm glad they put him on this list. I still think I would give it to Saquon, but they did put Geno Smith, quarterback for the Seahawks, as part of, you know, he could be I'm one not, too. Though. I'm, you know I'm what, though? I'm it. not mad at that one. Yeah, no, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm mad I'm, about that slogan he, uh, he <laughs> trademarked, but like, I ain't mad at Geno being on the comeback player of the year. I'm, yeah, actually, I might have to switch my vote. 
Because yeah. what he did in Seattle is pretty darn special. Yeah, and, and it's a true comeback player of the year type of thing because he was – everyone thought his career pretty much died, like especially when he was at the Jets and you're just like, oh, this guy was somebody in college and he's not that great. And then he went to Seattle. Again, it's all about environment. All these three guys in comeback player of the year are all – they all have new environments. Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey – coming over from Carolina and then Saquon same team but new coach and you could tell they they went from being awful and everyone's running like ready to let go of Daniel Jones and then they're they made the playoffs and you're like oh okay and now they just came out the GM and everybody said they're sticking with Daniel Jones yeah. he's their guy so I mean I, I like this list of comeback players and it it, it's, actually, it, it they all fit because again it's just the environment. I think change. I'm going with Gino. I'm switching to Gino. Oh, okay. All right, a couple more here. Coach of the year. Dable. He is the first one on this list. Yes, I'm going with Dable as well. But also on here is Doug Peterson, which mm. eh, with the Jags, they they're doing good and they're 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 on an upward trajectory. Um and then Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. Mm. Eh. Dable. Yeah. Although I don't Peterson. One of those. It just better not be Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I I get like, all right, that team did the best, but you also are very very. I think stacked. what I think what happened in Jacksonville has been remarkable, really. Yeah. So one of those. I won't be mad. I'll be mad if it's Kyle Shanahan. I mean, think about it this way. Just the fact that we're not even talking about Urban Meyer anymore and remembering all that debacle. That's pretty remarkable because we're only a year and a half removed from that. True. <laughs> that is true. A season removed from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Got a few more to go, but got to step aside. We have Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and also Assistant Coach of the Year. We'll tell you about that. Eric uh, Bieniemy. <laughs> we'll tell you about that coming up on Wake Up in the Den. all of you the beautifulest of all the beautiful people it's wake up in the den kule agbayani alamia we're getting fired up this morning Woo. did you get your your jersey sorry (laughs) don't forget stick around for sharks weekly coming up right after this show featuring the student athletes that are part of the hawaii pacific university acrobatics and tumbling team so as i mentioned earlier a relatively new sport it's really really cool to it, it's neat hearing their stories because a lot of them used to be like competitive gymnasts as we were talking about how i was a gymnast before so and then fortunately there is this sport you know if they can't go to like your auburns and a lot of these sec schools and and even the pac-12 schools that have these really prominent gymnastics uh, programs at those schools there's you know not a lot of schools have it in hindsight but now there's acrobatics and tumbling, and so there are a lot of gymnasts that have since transferred over to acro and tumbling. So it's really, really cool. So stick around for that coming up after this show. All right, we're, we've been talking about the Associated Press uh, finalists for the different awards in the NFL. Uh, so where we left off was the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And, of course, on here, who would have never been on here had it not been for five, six weeks ago already, uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> 
quarterback for the 49ers, leading them to the playoffs. Well, I wouldn't say he's leading them, but you know what? He's not messing up to keep them out of the playoffs and be competitive. So, hey, got to give him his dues. Mystery relevant, drafted absolute dead last in the NFL draft, and look at him now, offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> I, I think, again, that, that whole moniker of Mr. Irrelevant's got to go after this year. Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I no, because I had this stigma. I'm like, it's Brock Purdy. Like, if if Brock Purdy didn't have the notion of being Mister Irrelevant, would we be sitting there going like, yeah, what? I mean, like, I watch him play and I go, he's not bad. But all like all we say is he's Mister Irrelevant. Shouldn't be here. No, people don't say like, but they don't really mean that. You know what I'm? But you know here. what I'm saying here. Uh, I just like it because he can prove he can prove to everyone that's thinking. Just like when we talk about stars in ratings mm. for, you know, it's like, oh, I barely had a star coming out, but then they do really good in college and they can even play in the NFL. It's like, oh, but a five star sometimes doesn't translate. So it's like, hey, Mr. Irrelevant, ha ha ha. And then like if I were that guy and like say they win the Super Bowl, I am like, <laughs> I mean, his probably his Mr. Irrelevant jersey uh, me, is framed. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't know. Brock I feel per- like it's like when you can prove that something wrong, it just becomes... Brock Purdy, uh, if he wins the Super Bowl, not saying he is, but if he wins the Super Bowl, I put him as better than Eli Manning. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's. Jeez. That's, that's it, a little it, harsh. <laughs> you know, Eli probably listens to the show well, and you're just bashing him. <laughs> <laughs> only, he was I, an underdog. I, I, Eli's an underdog. No, so we take the underdogs he, here. Eli was not an underdog. Everyone saw it, like would always say, and they still talk about him to this day that like, oh, Eli shouldn't have won those two circles. He shouldn't have. But he did. But he did, and I give him credit for that. But his body of work outside those two Super Bowl wins, are they Hall of Fame worthy? Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not, because if that's the case, Brock winning Purdy is winning. So far, Brock Purdy is looking pretty damn good. Then, in that sense, <laughs> either way, especially after the the whole like, I'm not going to San Diego. Don't draft me. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, going to go to New York. That I don't. You know what? With. To have that attitude, that's you better been a lot darn better than what you were. And I get it. Everyone, oh, but he's got two Super Bowls. I get it, but really, he shouldn't have those two Super Bowls. Oh, maybe the catch one. That was pretty incredible. The catch was the catch amazing. on the helmet one. Yes, <laughs> that saved the Super Bowl. Who was that that made it? That oh was oh um, gosh. Why am I? I'm drawing a blank now. It's because it wasn't Odell. Think, no, it was um, not Odell. But it's like every time you think about the catch, like you just think of Odell doing the one arm. Yes, like or one or hand you think catch. Of Dallas Clark. Yeah. Uh, anyways, God, who was it? <laughs> While we think about it, the other offensive rookie of the year finalists are Kenneth Walker with the Seahawks, is the running back for Seattle, and the wide receiver for the Jets, Garrett Wilson, who I also like, actually. Garrett Wilson is really, really, really good. And the, a big reason why the Jets were. David really, Tyree. There it is. We're really, comp- talk about irrelevant. Um, <laughs> hey. Oh, and I'm harsh for saying if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, well, you put him on the same level as Eli Manning, and now you're going to say David Tyree is is irrelevant? 
Well, I mean, look how, look, you're, look how you're, easily Eli Manning comes to mind, and we couldn't even think of the guy who well, made that awesome Eli, catch. Well, because Eli Manning gets all the credit. Well, I mean, uh, unless you could have thought of his name from the very beginning. You know what? You know like, what? You know who I, the uh, receiver, here, here's aside the from David Odell. Tyree has one Super Bowl win. Eli Manning has one there. How about that? Because if it wasn't for David Tyree, they wouldn't have a oh, Super And the Bowl. rest of, I mean, someone had to throw the ball. Well, if it was a better throw, we wouldn't I mean, have had to be in this situation. Was, We're talking about someone, a helmet catch. If it was Dak Prescott, it would have been an interception. So if it was Russell, if it was Russell Wilson, it would have been in the turf. Yeah. So I mean, Eli Manning got the ball where it was catchable. <laughs> that that's the story, and you're going to stick yes. with it. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I hey, don't get me wrong. I appreciate you going on the line for Brock Purdy and I'm like just played half a season in the NFL, and you're already like he's better than Eli Manning, undefeated, on a possible Super Bowl coming his way because his team is not stacked, and he wasn't the number one pick because his team is not stacked. I mean, neither was Tom Brady, but we all know that he's an actual good quarterback, and he was just underestimated. So <laughs> no, 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 we're not talking. Time, we're not talking Brady. We're talking the time, Eli Manning. Tom Brady's team around him was not was nowhere near as good as what the 49ers are right now. I get it, but so. we're talking Eli Manning. We're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking uh, Tom Brady. He's on a different planet. I don't know. We're talking strictly Eli Manning, Brock Purdy. One was number one, Anyways, and the other one was the last. We're gonna agree to disagree pick. on this. Oh, you're crazy. So we can get to defensive rookie what do you of the even year. Know? <laughs> What do you know? What do you even know? <laughs> Taking my mic and going home. <laughs> uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, we have Ahmad Sauce Gardner for the Jets. Which, I'm a big Sauce yeah, fan. Yeah, he's really good. But the fan that I am of is, and I've said this from the very beginning, you guys know that I thought he should have went number one in the, this year's NFL draft, or I guess last year, but... He ended up where he needed to be. I thought this was a better fit. Anyways, Aiden Hutchinson for the Detroit Lions. He is my main pick. I think he's been spectacular. Again, I thought he should have been the number one overall, but he's perfect with the Lions and Dan Campbell. So I think I won't be mad if it's either Sauce Gardner or Aiden Hutchinson, but I am pulling for Aiden. Uh, The third is Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks. But let's go Aiden. Yeah, I'm an Aiden fan. Ever since I felt he got snubbed at the Heisman, and oh uh, yeah, he got snubbed at the Heisman, and yeah. then I think he should have been number one overall. Also, you and I were we were watching the draft together, and we were like, "What?" I thought it would have been, you know, I, we thought it was a slam dunk, and um, you know, so I think this is his moment to shine because he keeps getting passed over, I and I'm so. not, and I don't appreciate that because <laughs> I'm a big we- Aiden Hutchinson fan. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, if it's Sauce or Aiden, you know, Tariq Woolen was good. He's, he's a cornerback for the Seahawks, if, it, if anyone was curious on his position. And he, and he did a really good job. Like, I mean, the Seahawks, they, they were competitive, made the playoffs, needed things to happen for them to sneak in. But, hey, they were kind no, of the surprise no, the considering only reason, they didn't have Russell Wilson. You know, and here's the thing, too, with Seattle is they don't have – they're not the same defense. So that was a lot of their shtick that they, like, you know – I Wait, mean, Legion of Boom. Yeah, you know – they were always predicated on their just amazing defense. And then slowly that is, you know, with, with guys exiting first Sherman, of course, and then Bobby, you know, and now Bobby Wagner not being there anymore. Like that just, you know, the solid core on the defensive side of the ball is gone. So for for um the kind to do what he did, I, I think is truly amazing. And he deserves every reason, you know, every reason why he's on that list is deserved. I just 
I just think this year it's I think it's really a coin flip between Sauce and, and Aiden, and I don't think you can go wrong with any with any one of them. Mm-hmm. But but that doesn't take away uh, of the the right to be there. Yeah, so the very good finalist for that. Last but not least, assistant coach of the year, uh, Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator. Which hey, I can see that too because Dan Campbell is a defensive guy, and Ben Johnson helped the Lions be relatively competitive this season. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's the 49ers' defensive coordinator. Same same thing, like. You know, Shanahan is, was more of the offensive guy, and there's that good balance. And then Shane Steichen, the Eagles' offensive coordinator. I mean, come on, <laughs> the Eagles. So any of these guys, I feel like, deserve to be there, and you can really go with either one because there was that balance. I'll tell you, I'm going to go with the person who can get the most out of Jared Goff should win. Oh. Jared Goff didn't look bad at all this yeah, year. that's You true. know what I mean? And there was this last his last year in, in – in, um, and um, he should have been on the comeback player of the year list. You know what? You could you could have put him <laughs> there like, because it's he kind was, of like a Geno situation. He like, was really horrible the last two years, and now you know you look at this year. Was he great? No, he wasn't great. But darn, he was hey. darn good. You know what I mean? And to be able to just get a guy to change his mindset and to believe in himself again and believe in his own talents to perform, excuse me, to perform the way he did. That's truly remarkable. And 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 let's be real here. To make the Lions relevant, you deserve to win every award. Yeah, which it's so funny though, being because Matt like, Patricia couldn't do with it with the Bears, and they're all in like the same division. Well, Matt Patricia is just not as good as everyone thought he was going to be. Um, anyway, just to recap, recap really quick, going back to the NFL MVP overall MVP by the Associated Press, the finalists are. This is in case you missed the beginning of our segment because I know everyone was curious about that. Josh Allen for the Bills, Joe Burrow, our pick. For the Bengals, Jalen Hurts. For the Eagles, Justin Jefferson, the only non-quarterback on this list. Wide receiver for the Vikings. And Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll be back to wrap things up here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. up here on this Wednesday on Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Alamia, playing a little OP Pickers, just to end up with that, one of the most timeless local songs that we have here, like Never Gets Old, <laughs> I love that song, alright, so we were talking about the NFL AP finalist that list that came out for all the different awards, but also just coming off on Twitter as we've seen the line move like substantially for the Kansas City and Cincinnati game where Kansas City did start off as the favorite. I think it was like what minus two and a half, I think was is what it opened up at. And then since then it has swung to the Bengals side. So the Bengals are favored by one as it currently stands right now via BetMGM odds. And I just saw on Twitter, though, that Andy Reid, the ad reported by Andy Adam Schefter, Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, told reporters that Patrick Mahomes will practice today. So he did the walkthrough this morning, and he'll practice this afternoon. And another reporter tweeted a video of Patrick Mahomes coming off of the stage, like in the media room where they answer questions, and he does not have a walking boot on. And he looks like he looks to be walking 
normal. Like he's not like babying that ankle. It doesn't even look like it's really, I'm sure there's maybe like some basic tape on it. Um, but yeah, he looks to be walking normally. So that's good for Chiefs fans and maybe early Chiefs betters that he will play because as it's been reported that he has a high ankle sprain. But you know, these days with like the medical field, like they can easily go in there and do like these crazy like microscopic type of surgery things and you can be good to go I mean we saw that even with Tua and like his ankle where they were able to go in there do something and he was ready to play in the national championship game in like two weeks so I wouldn't I'd be surprised if they didn't do anything to that ankle and he's walking like that like that's crazy <laughs> in it's either that normal or, land or they shot it up pretty good yeah uh but it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah. What it was diagnosed. And, and we all know that takes at least four weeks to heal, at least, let alone four days. Um, so I, I either, like you said, he had some kind of procedure done on it that's, my, you know, very minuscule or they had, you know, it's just a lot of cortisone in that thing to just try to cut the inflammation down. But either way, it's scary. I, I, cause you just, especially if you're on the, the, the side of playing this game, you're, you're thinking to yourself, like, which, which Mahomes are you getting? Are you really getting a guy who looks healthy walking away from that press, that podium right now? Or is that a guy like really straining hard to, to put like he's okay? But as soon as he gets back in the locker room, he's in severe pain, goes right back in that boot and, you know, is elevating with rice. Um, rest, ice, compression, you get it, an elevation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, but you know what I mean? So I, I it's scary because it's, you're, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and, and, and now you're in the nitty gritty here, uh, two games away from the, uh, a game away from the Super Bowl. It's, do you risk it? Do you not? How really healthy is he? Is he more of a detriment by putting him out there if he's not healthy? Yeah. Can you imagine though, if like, that must be looking really juicy for some betters, like, that well, Kansas City is actually like getting points, even if it's just a point, it's a point nonetheless. And you're just kind of like hearing that Patrick Mahomes looks okay, and like, do they pounce on that now? And then we're gonna see the well, line yes. swing the other way, right? If you, if you, I mean, I so I and I'm on the opposite side. I still think even if Patrick Mahomes plays, like I just am all aboard the Joe Burrow and company train. So I'm almost like waiting because I would rather. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride my luck in the playoffs on the money line so far. I'm three for three when when going on the money line um, on the dog that is. So I'm I'm almost like oh, and that's another thing too. If you're on the Chiefs, the Chiefs are like as the underdog plus one hundred on the money line. So if you want to go Chiefs, this isn't the time to like pounce on it now. Well, I'm the other way because I feel like the Bengals are. I think they're gonna win straight up. So I'm almost like would wait for it to swing back to the Bengals being the underdog. So that way that. I can do the money line. So here's on the one. thing, though. It's uh, this when this line opened up. Casey was actually favored when the line opened Sunday evening, Sunday night, and then something happened where I think news started to trickle out on Monday. The line started to move, um, and then yesterday was one, the one like everyone was kind of going like, "Whoa, what is going on here? Is does someone know something that someone else doesn't know?" Because the line went from I think it was the Chiefs opening up at like minus two and a half to all of a sudden the Bengals were favored by two and a half. And, and, and then the Chiefs were getting, of course, in, in turn two and a half. And so that was like, this was yesterday morning as I was driving in. Everyone was going, what the heck's going on? This could possibly get to plus three, you know, for the Chiefs, uh, minus three for the Bengals, of course. And everyone was sitting there and was like, is there information out there that they're not releasing that people know about but but don't know about 
when it comes to this health. But then you see a video like this. So that's why I asked you earlier. I was like, is he putting on a show to make like he's yeah. okay? Like really gritting his teeth right now, walk, trying to walk fine. But as soon as he gets behind closed doors outside that podium, is he in pain? And how much pain is oh, he in? Oh, 100% he's in pain. But he's like, he's going to be determined to play. And you know what? I can't knock it. The guy's a competitor. Again, it's not a brain injury or anything like that. So I'm like, you know what? If you want to sacrifice that, you know, a joint and what here, then hey, why not go have at it? All right, coming up, don't forget to stick around. Sharks Weekly featuring acrobatics and tumbling and also this afternoon at 5.30, we'll have OIA Girls Basketball Championships Division 2 and then Division 1 right after with Kyle Galdera and I. But guys, got to go. For Alamia, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.